You're listening to Spirits, Oddities, and Mysteries live. What, what? We live, y'all. No good podcast starts with a salad. Hello, lover. Hello, darling. Welcome to our first live episode where we fully expect Murphy's Law to take full hold here. Oh yeah, if it's going to happen. It, it, if it will happen, it's, or if it's going to happen, it will happen. Or if it can happen, it will happen. I think you said that. Yeah, I said it wrong. <laughs> so uh, welcome to our first live episode. We got some pretty cool stuff lined up for you guys. We're hoping at least a few of you join live, although we won't blame you if you don't. Because we did definitely set this up last minute. To say the least. But, hey, that's the kind of people we are. Not gonna lie. (laughs) You guys have to look forward to all of those fun sounds that I spend hours editing out are going to be in full effect during this episode. So, uh, Welcome to my chair farting. You'll get to hear our puppies making all kinds of noises while we record. And... uh, Dropping things, sniffles, Vaping. all the uh, fun noises that we we edit out for your pleasure. But uh, yeah, this is pretty exciting. We've been looking forward to it for several hours after we thought about going live here. And if anybody does join, let us know how the audio is because we can't tell. We can hear how we sound in the room. I mean, in my headphones, we sound fantastic. We got like the instant feedback loop, but we don't know how we sound to you guys on the other end so hopefully the volume is okay and you're able to hear us crisply and clearly fingers crossed but anyways uh welcome to spooky season heck yeah it is definitely the halloween spooky season in the air we've been getting down on some scary movies lately uh, although I will say the weather hasn't really caught up to this whole spooky season uh, yet. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Like First 80s, off, high 70s, sunny. Everyone east of us hates you right now. You know, they're, I'm oh, sorry, yeah, they got west of us. West of us, yeah. There, there's snow all over the place. Yeah, now. they're under like a foot of snow from That's Washington to weather, Minnesota. Though. Right. And they're still confused. I mean, I want some fall weather. I don't want 80 degree days right now. Normally, I don't well, mind them. Well, guess what? From now on, it's 60s and 50s. That's fall weather. That's what I've been looking forward to. Uh, I want some right. foggy nights where like it's just eerie and creepy zombie, zombie weather. weather out there. <laughs> That's what I look forward yes. to. And now that we're done with that stupid keto diet, we're eating real food again. Our chili. Oh, I cannot wait to make it's my chili. It's going to be delicious. Um, and, of course, the... Witch's Brew Wine, which I didn't bring the bottle into the recording group. Okay, well, we can't read the bottle to you, and it is kind of fun. But it is, I'm sure you guys have had it before. It's the Witch's Brew. You actually heat the wine, and 
says something along it's the lines of got, to the yeah you heat it to the temperature of a witch's tongue so as not to ruin the, the magic or the spell yes. yeah but what they mean is you burn out the alcohol so don't do that yeah so just bring it to to warm as if it's apple cider but don't forget about it and let it boil because then yeah then it doesn't have all the fun effects of alcohol Woohoo! <laughs> It looks like we finally had somebody join us. That is very exciting. Hello, Lucky. Lucky. Hi, Lucky. (laughs) Welcome to our first live episode. You can uh, chat with us in the screen there. If you have any questions while we're talking or you want to throw any input our way, let us know when you figure out how to do the typing on there, if the audio is okay on your end. Well, hello, Valerie. It's Valerie. I should have known, Val. I can't <laughs> edit you? out all of our vaping sounds in this episode. Lucky so 13 to... all the way, you lucky girl. So, Valerie, how is the audio on your end? Is it too loud, too quiet? I can I can do a little bit of uh, editing on my end there. Well, all right. Oh, it sounds good. good. That's what we wanted to hear. Sounds all right. good. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, as for sp- spooky season, though, we went through all four of the screams oh yes i absolutely love screams and i i don't think i'd ever seen the fourth one i didn't remember it at all it was it was fun to well watch i mean them. it's got save the cheerleader in it so and on you would have remembered yeah i definitely would remember that <laughs> and also there's supposed to be a scream five that like shows up on imdb it even had a release date set up and yet they never actually made the movie i it mean they even had cast bizarre. and crew set up if anybody knows more details about that, send us an email, spiritsoddiesandmysteries at gmail.com. Or Please. if you're on here live, go Figure ahead and tell out. us what's tell going us. on. I want to watch it. Scream is one of my favorite Halloween time, well, favorite scary movies in general. I love slasher flicks. I also love gore for gore's sake. So, you know, I like And they did a good job of bringing back that traditional, like, slasher <laughs> film feel with, like, more modern day stuff. They have a little bit of comedic effect in there. They're good movies. I like If a them. movie can make me jump and laugh, they're doing it right. But now, I really didn't jump and scream nowadays, but you Which know. scary movie is your favorite, Valerie wants to know? My favorite is definitely Dead Alive. Which one is that? That's the British gore fest with zombies and gnarly chainsaws or lawnmowers mowing down zombies. I totally misunderstood her question. I thought she meant out of the four scary movies, which one? But I think that is actually what she meant. Uh, my favorite horror genre out there. No, she said, what scary movie isn't your favorite? Because oh, I, I watch scary movies to take naps. I just watch them all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. I have a problem. But in case you're wondering, my all-time favorite scary movie, Dead Alive. Mine is Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Absolutely love. It's up there on my list. And we're going to be referencing them in this episode. So we'll talk a little bit more about them. Well, I, do, should I just jump on in on mine? You want to start? Or... Or? All right. So yeah, I do have I some like say. before you topic more stuff, stuff to chat about here. I, the other day, we went to... Uh, hold on, I'm pulling up my notes here. I had to play the music off my thing. We went to a apple orchard with the kids. And a little bit of an interesting thing. The kids thing were in a sugar rush and were nuts. Oh, that, that also happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I had one of my little like somewhat epiphany moments on the way out there. I, I label this the fate of the butterfly. And that'll make a little bit more sense in a minute here. 
not to be confused with the butterfly effect, which I will explain if you guys don't know what that is. But we decided to take the bike out to the corn maze slash apple orchard because it was a gorgeous day. It was actually one of those like more traditional fall days that we've been looking forward to. On the way, we stopped off at a gas station to wait for the kids. And it turned out we went to the wrong gas station. So we sat there for a good eight, nine minutes waiting for them to show up, found out they went to a different gas station, at which point we decided to continue on our journey. Then we had to stop the bike because we realized they might actually be waiting for us to go to the wrong gas station. Yeah, I had that realization on the back. I'm like, hold on. What if they're just sitting there? Because they're already going to get there slower than we are. Because, you know, bike. (laughs) Teenage driver. Yeah, she did get there way faster than she should have, which we had a little conversation about. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so we sat there and waited. We then left. We then pulled over, called them, made sure they weren't just sitting at the gas station waiting for us. They were not. So we continued on our journey. I was averaging about 80 miles an hour along the way. About the legal speed limit the entire time. (laughs) And as I was going 80 miles an hour, my beautiful lover here kept encouraging me to reduce that speed by pinching me and or poking me in the ribs. I mean, that's why uh, your car insurance drops when you get married. That's true. They know you're going to get pinched and encouraged to go slower. (laughs) (laughs) We also, well, she didn't know this, but I also, I wanted to take a different route Um, along the way. There's a more motorcycle fun route to take. And I missed the turn that I was planning on taking. Almost pulled a Yui and went back to that route. And then I was like, nah, we're meeting the kids and it is a longer route while more fun. I didn't know how much sooner we'd get there than them. So I just continued along the journey. Throughout the ride there, I continued to speed up and she continued to encourage me to slow back down. Pinch him. And as we got closer to the orchard, I almost saw it like off in the distance I noticed this beautiful white butterfly flipping and flattering its way out into the highway and then directly into my windshield. Oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, that that poor thing. But then my brand and mine took over and I was thinking about that and I was like, man, how, how horrible of luck did that butterfly have? Of all the places that it could have been to be directly in front of a motorcycle, not even a car, which is much wider and larger, but to be directly in front of a motorcycle at that exact moment in time. And then I thought about it and I was like, man, how many decisions did I voluntarily or involuntarily make with my wife's encouragement along the way that led to me being at that exact place at that exact moment of time. I mean, from the moment. I mean, had you just cruised out there very slowly? Not only that, but like literally, had I been going 0.1 mile an hour slower or 0.1 mile an hour faster on average, our paths never would have crossed. I mean, now we're talking about the movie Crash. Had I not stopped off at that gas station or had we left a moment sooner or had we not pulled over on the side of the road our lives never would have crossed that fate of the butterfly 
never would have been to end up in my windshield. And I mean, it really just baffled me. It, it made me think about like life in general and the fact that, you know, all of the things that happened throughout my life that led to the exact moment where I was at the party where I met my beautiful wife here. Oh, you're so romantic. Had any one of those things been even slightly different, there is a chance outside of like some intervening fate or destiny that our paths never would have crossed. And even had they crossed at a different time, either sooner or later, we could have been in completely different situations in our lives and never ended up where we are like today and now. Podcasting for you wonderful folks. Right. I mean, it is really just something amazing to think about. Everything you do, every decision you make is designing your future down the road. It's truly incredible. Hopefully, you know, like over planners are panicking at the moment. I'm sure all of them. Are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope Elizabeth is not listening to this. She said episode. she was going to listen in. So we'll see if she pops on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is not the episode she needs to listen to. She'll be freaking out about that. But that's not even the actual topic. That was just something that I thought about that I wanted to kind of share with you guys. It was such a, a magical moment. You know what I was thinking about on the way there? What? Apple cider. Yeah, I was also thinking about apple cider, but was very disappointed with the apple cider when we arrived. And apple cider donuts. Which they had none. How can you be in an apple orchard oh. and not freaking have well-stocked First fresh apple donuts? day off keto and all I wanted was an apple cider donut from the apple orchard. Right? It was, and then, I mean, this was not their fault, but the maze had been flooded because they had a lot of water over the we've had a lot of rain oh my goodness like literally you were just stomping through three four inch thick mud in some areas like i'm glad i was wearing like boots because i would have lost a shoe easy easily actually some people some people lost shoes and socks while they were there was a sack (laughs) a muddy sack just stuck in a big mud puddle that was welcome to the podcast machine dreams uh, feel free to chat with us throughout the episode. This is our first live show, so we are pretty excited about that. I, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, going back. Hi. Hello. I waved, although you can't see that. So no. it felt a, like you could. A, oh, hello, Lisa. Hi, girlfriend. How you doing? <laughs> it's one of my morbid friends. Yes. I love it. Thanks for joining. I'm sure you're happy to be done with work for the day. Ooh, with with Chihuahua, so maybe you're not done with work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Well, thanks for joining us. You'll have to go back and listen to the beginning about the uh, butterfly, but you didn't miss any of our actual I mean, how (laughs) his brain works is astounding to me. Well, all I could think about was sugar and apple cider. He was completely in a different world all right so, you have any- as the result of a butterfly just hitting the windshield of my motorcycle i'm pretty sure most people would just keep on riding i had like a uh epiphany moment that, yeah <laughs> took my, that was all i thought about the rest of the ride there which wasn't that long because we were pretty close but well are you ready to jump in absolutely get get your going get your topic on all right i get my topic on Um, today I decided that I wanted to cover spontaneous human combustion. 
which is so crazy because legitimately this this is like one of my topics she said i'd be excited about this one and i am so excited to hear you do this oh yeah i i was you know it's it's one of those topics that has boggled the minds of many for so long I mean, the first case was reported in the 1400s when a knight named Felonius Versidius burst into flames right in front of his parents. Like, seriously, what? I like, oh man, I'm I'm literally giddy with excitement right here. I, <laughs> this, I've done so much, like so many, uh, not research so much as just like read about different cases of spontaneous human combustion that like I'm shaking with excitement all i can think of super spooky skeletons shivers that no uh well, how was that all those dance oh, shut up <laughs> whatever uh, this is where i would normally edit that out and put in her doing it correctly <laughs> i actually yeah i don't know the whole thing <laughs> i just recently downloaded tiktok so that's one of the videos uh so I've never actually used TikTok, but I will say I get obsessed. I'll sit there and watch TikTok videos for hours on end. Like, oh, it's yeah. fun to watch people put that together. For sure. For anybody over the age of like 34, 33, somewhere in there, these kids don't appreciate how amazing it is to have access to TikTok. Like, we had a crappy giant camcorder that we would borrow or steal from our parents temporarily set up and then just like blare music and do dive rolls off couches and dance around and throw stuff to try to make music videos the fact that they have access to this technology is so awesome i mean there is a really crappy vhs tape somewhere in this world right now of me and four of my friends standing on a balcony Pornhub. no <laughs> we were like 12. oh wait yeah no, that's weird then yeah but we were doing a dance, a choreographed dance to a Spice Girls song. and Nice. Yeah, I was sporty Spice because I was in gymnastics. We the, the one that I remember, we did so many, but the one that stands out to me the most was Crash Test Dummies. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate that song. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, that was it. I was just about to say his full name, but Ryan's house. I'll just leave it at that. Not my brother. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it took a lot of work to get those videos done. So much. I mean, we had to actually like start over and re-record the whole thing. And when you messed up once, it was like an endless video, like streaming from the beginning. You couldn't just go back and pick up where you left off without terrible glitches in the middle. Not at all. And how, how did we get here? We were talking about... But I have no spontaneous idea. human <laughs> combustion. Oh, TikTok. You mentioned TikTok because oh, yeah. you were singing your skeleton you song. Had shivers yeah. from from being. Excited. It is fun to try to figure out how we get off on some of the tangents. <laughs> By the way, another benefit to you guys listening live: most of these random side conversations get edited out and never make it post cut. <laughs> it's probably for the best sometimes. <laughs> um, they so, will be available once we you know get that Patreon stuff going. You guys can go out there and hear some of the uh, outtakes, but uh. Yeah, they don't. We'd have three-hour episodes if they were all in there. Easily. Uh, all right. So, Polonius. Speaking of things, I edit out. Or Polonius. All right, so's. All right, so. <laughs> I'm gonna get her a T-shirt for our show that says "All right, so" because I edit out like 400 per episode. 
I'm going to have to find some new segues. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have memorized the, the shape of the sound file from her saying that. It's the same shape every single time because she says it the same way every single time. And I want to put that on the t-shirt and then have that on there. I'd rock it out. I'd wear it all the time. But anyways, <laughs> back to people blowing up out of nowhere. Yes, yes. Exciting. <laughs> um, Polonius bursts into flames in front of his parents. Now, it is said throughout the history of human combustion, wow. yeah, spontaneous human combustion, that it's it's typically related to people who drink alcohol. We are screwed. Right? <laughs> I'm afraid to go to bed now. <laughs> right. But seriously, um, like, how would you find the test subjects who don't? <laughs> like, the well, chances this is, of <laughs> Yeah, this is the hard thing about this whole subject. This is why it's still so controversial. Yeah. Um, but it said that as he really loved to drink high alcohol-proofed wines... He was drinking said wine, and he belched, and flames came out of his mouth. God, I hope that's true. And then he burned from the inside out and spontaneously combusted. But is, I mean, even high alcohol wines, are they even flammable? You I mean, this is like... the 1400s, so they might just be talking about, like, they put some berries into, <laughs> into like, you know, moonshine for all say, we that's... know. They called it, quote unquote, wine. Wine, yeah. <laughs> Um, so that this is like the first reported case, I guess you'd call it. Um, now in general, like I said, it's surrounded by alcohol and no ignition source, no sparks, no fire is around the person to start this. And normally, typically the victims are left with their limbs still intact or their and or their clothing is still intact and furniture is barely burned or just singed but the person their torso is gone which i don't know if you did this for part of your research but the temperature at which like humans yeah, okay it's right here yeah that that was one of the things that's so fascinating about this oh yeah go ahead uh i'm gonna get into that a little bit further down the line yeah, no worries um Oh, oh no. no, there goes that Murphy's <laughs> Law thing. Her computer <laughs> Just... screen has gone blank and then went to sleep on her. All right, All right there you go. we're good. We're back. Um, but most cases, it, like I said, it starts in the torso and then burns from the inside out. And it's related to the consumption of alcohol. Now, how does science explain this? Uh, well, if we go back about a century... They thought that God was um, smiting drunks. This was the scientific explanation? A, a century ago. Oh, when the science community was ruled by the church? Yeah. <laughs> so so that, was, that was the religious explanation. But what the... the what, blah, 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 that also would have been edited yeah, that, out. But so... Now you guys can see why I'm up till 4 a.m. God was smiting drunks who had saturated their entire body with so much alcohol that he could just light them on fire. And that was their punishment. And he was like, 
Oof, too much, too much booze in the system. <laughs> now, by the 1970s, our ideas had changed slightly. Hopefully a little bit more scientific. They, but I don't think they have an explanation. They actually, by the 70s, decided that people who suffered from depression had such a negative vibration of energy coming from inside of them that the negative vibrations actually cause them to light on fire internally. So this was hippies. What did the scientists say? <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> I'm moving up through time. All right. No. I can't believe the 70s was 50 years ago. I just thought about that right now. Holy cow. Half a century, bro. That's insane. Like we talk about how it's weird that a century ago they thought that it was, you know, God smiting you because you had too much alcohol saturation. It's only 50 years ago that we thought just bad vibrations and bad juice. Well, I mean, that's starting to get toward like science. I mean, we do vibrate, but that's not very scientific. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Well, so the human body to cremate the the fire has to be held around fifteen thousand fifteen hundred fifteen hundred my bad fifteen hundred to nineteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit for about two two and a half hours. That's very very hot uh-huh it's I think if you listen to true 100... crime episodes even some of our previous episodes i think we've talked a few times about like people trying to burn bodies in bonfires and it just you cannot even reach those temperatures in your average or even large bonfire i mean house fires don't even burn that do they they're like no no 900 somewhere you in there. find corpses if somebody's trapped inside of a house fire. Right. They don't burn hot enough or long enough in most cases to, to be able to burn a body down. And these, I mean, in many cases, there's nothing left to these bodies. It's, no, it's limbs. Limbs Sometimes are left. Limbs, yeah. No, most of the time. Just that center part the of the body. The center gone. part of the body. That's why everybody believes that it starts internally and burns its way through the gut because you're left with just legs or just arms and legs. What about the head? All of the pictures that I saw, some of them had, it was like 50 50. All right. Because at least, I mean, heat rises. So I guess if it burns, but still, the, the plausibility of the fire being hot enough to legitimately burn you is so crazy. And alcohol, by the way, does not burn that hot. No. Not even close. No. I mean, just to think, 131 degrees is what it takes to like burn your finger on something. To disintegrate the bones and organs in a two and a half hour time period, you need what did I say? Fifteen hundred to nineteen hundred. Yeah. yeah, like that's hot. Incredibly, but yeah, like the alcohol, which they're claiming was potentially the source, doesn't burn nearly hot enough to even no, and be you, the answer. And you can't saturate yourself with that much booze. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Either way, no, but, like, internally or externally, it just would not work. But modern science says gasoline doesn't even burn out. that uh, the burning of the bodies and whatnot is still slightly related to alcohol, but more towards the fact of people get so drunk and they're smoking a cigarette and they drop a cigarette on themselves. But again, their theory. Ah. Here's their, th this is the yeah, modern keep going, theory. Keep going. Okay. I know I've read this. It just frustrates me. Carry on. All right. Their clothing turns in 
to a candle wick and starts burning. It brings out the fat oils from the torso, and then basically it turns the human into a candle, and it burns continuously with the clothing as a wick and our human fats wrapping around it and burning down slowly for a long enough period of time that we end up like a burnt out candle. Which would not burn the bones, would not burn hot enough, and would definitely singe the ceiling and surrounding areas. Not to mention, why is the fat not continuing to burn on the arms? I mean, it's just the less fatty part of your body. Eh, I don't like it. I mean, my legs would definitely burn. Yeah, no, it, it <laughs> doesn't make sense. I, somebody needs to like legitimately do a, I mean, it doesn't burn hot enough or long enough to burn through a human body. It just doesn't make sense. It drives me nuts. There is something to that. I mean, these are like proven cases of spontaneous human combustion. And there are quite a few throughout history. That was my chair, not my butt. Where people witnessed it live. And so, it wasn't long enough for it to be a wick. You just put somebody out. Yeah. So there was only, I think, like two witness cases. But they were from so long ago. And, you know, the story has been changed so many times that... Well, and that the other problem is there are people who have had like just cigarette burn fires and their couch burns and all that kind of stuff. And they clump those cases in with spontaneous human combustion. Then they find out that it was caused by like a lighter and gasoline. And it doesn't match the true spontaneous human combustion cases where the couch that they're laying on is unaffected. It's not even burnt. Just the body's gone and burnt out. It burns so hot and so fast that the surrounding things don't even burn. I've actually seen a couple things where there are candles in the room that were not lit. The wax had melted from the heat from the fire from the person, but the wicks were still completely intact. Yes. That, that that's yeah. So one of the most recent uh reports of spontaneous human combustion is uh, back in 2010. So I really didn't find anything more recently than that. Um, but it was an Irishman of 76 years of age, Michael Faharty. And he was burned. <laughs> is this a joke? <laughs> Faharty? <laughs> Faharty. It'd be too farty. <laughs> Michael Farty. <laughs> I almost did my whole joke there. Um, but he did have his fireplace going when they, you know, arrived at the scene. However, he was a distance away from it and there was no like ignition. He didn't pour like fuel on him and it caught fire and it was just his torso. Once again, they just got legs and a little bit of arms. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd have to see that case to see if it truly qualifies because it drives me nuts when they clump cases in that are not true spontaneous human combustion. But 2010, that's that's fairly recent. Fairly recent. And it was literally on the death certificate. As spontaneous human combustion? Yeah. What? Uh-huh. That's crazy. See, that's that's the other problem with this is not only do they clump some cases in as being spontaneous human combustion, like on internet research and all that jazz that are not. Or that they think, you know, that might be the root cause and then they find out it's something else. But the flip side of that is also true. I don't think for a second that we stopped having cases of spontaneous human combustion. You think, I think that we people are writing it out? Them. Oh, yeah. They're writing it off, not up. Like, unless it's some weird small town or some other country, I think you'd probably lose your coroner license if you wrote that on the 
uh, reason for death, you know, on the death certificate. I also agree because that's a uh, elected. Oh, my glasses just hit my mic. Uh, that's an elected position. So, like, if people are doubting your capability of doing your job by giving a response like that, it's a scary thing to write down, definitely. Well, that, I mean, it, like, this kind of brings me on to a little side jaunt, but I do happen to believe in aliens. I do happen to believe that UFOs have visited our planet, and I think that there is sufficient evidence to suggest that the number of witnesses and and sometimes the the qualifications of said witnesses are so grandiose that like it would be illogical to think that they're all crazy or they're all lying so the problem is people stopped reporting ufos a major source of ufo reportings being from the military and from the pilots that fly around in the sky all day long but it's a catch-22. A lot of people don't know this, but you lose your pilot license if you claim to see a UFO while you're flying a plane. So when they see them, they don't report them as unidentified flying objects. They just say like, hey, I see you know something in the sky. They call into the tower if they don't have it on site or whatever. They go on about their day, but they're not going to go off and be like, oh, yeah, I saw a UFO. So then... They claim like, well, if UFOs were real, the people who would see them are pilots and the military, but they consider you to be crazy if you're in the military or you're a pilot and you claim you saw a UFO. So, yeah, I I think spontaneous human combustion cases are still out there. I don't quite know how to find them because people aren't reporting them as such anymore. But, yeah, it's so fascinating. Just the fact that they, like, exist and potentially as recent as 2010 reportedly exist yeah i mean that's pretty darn recent i I don't know i just the whole topic just blows my mind i can't imagine sitting next to somebody and then being like it's a little hot in here maybe like wearing a hoodie like no it's (laughs) not (laughs) they just burst into flames now i feel like when i did research on this topic there were a few more like first-hand accounts that i came across while doing the research And what was interesting is some of the reports and that like a cavity in their chest would open and they would literally see like almost a fireball coming from there was a homeless man who was in an abandoned warehouse and he actually somebody saw a smoke coming out of building and when firefighters ran in, he had blue flames coming out of his chest cavity, which blue flames are freaking hot you and they would need to be to to burn the body like this but what in us could potentially cause that outside of some which i will not rule out supernatural cause what in the human makeup could potentially burn hot enough to be able to burn bone yeah that's that's why i covered this because i have no idea it's so exciting (laughs) Um, I didn't dive too, too deep into it. I just, I just did a kind of a topical to see what your thoughts were. And, yeah, and no, my thoughts are, we need to do another episode on this and dig deeper. I freaking love this topic. Any of these, uh, you know what? It might, <laughs> it might be in here. This, I have a stack of books in front of me that was holding my mic, but I switched chairs to be more comfy and, uh, they are 
the most expensive books we own actually yeah, they sure as heck are i'm not good at libraries nope he's or red not. boxes or blockbuster when that used basically to yeah thing. you shouldn't rent anything ever nope unless it's like on tv where it automatically takes it away from you yeah. <laughs> because we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten books that he checked out all at once from the library. <laughs> I like literally, I, I mean, I was like excited about them. I wanted to read them, but it wasn't even like. I mean, what do we got here? The I just got excited world, that I saw them. Hauntings, cosmic duality. It's all the stuff that I'm interested energies. in. But I yeah, mean, I forgot to return them and then thought that I returned them and then lost them. And then got billed like $280 for them. Yeah. Uh, and then I paid that. And then I found them. And hey, you know what? Now we have a perfect collection of books that totally go along with the theme of our podcast. It was foresight. I think it was a, uh, it was for faith. Sure. For sure. For Serendipity. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you covering, my love? Well, I'm so glad you asked. So I mentioned earlier that I would be talking about The Nightmare on Elm Street. But before I get into The Nightmare on Elm Street, I wanted to kind of recap. We mentioned in uh, previous episodes that a few of the serial killers that we were covering led to the creation of Silence of the Lambs, uh, Psycho, a Hannibal few other Lecter, movies. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> More stuff I would have had to edit out. Yeah. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter and what? Uh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. From Silence of the Lambs. Do you like me naked? That was good love. <laughs> Is that what he says? Something I, like I, that. Puts the lotion on its skin. No, but or... when he's dancing <laughs> and he tucks it under. I oh, remember. would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. That's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so quite a few serial killers and crazy people out there have led to movies. And, and quite a few movies out there are based on often loosely based on true events of some one kind. of my favorite theories art imitates life imitates art imitates life absolutely what i did not expect when i was doing research on this just to kind of see what other serial killers might have led to movies and what other you know all that fun stuff i got completely sidetracked by the fact that nightmare on elm street is actually based on a true series of events a true story so to speak not not like specifically about freddy cougar but wes craven was reading a newspaper article uh, several newspaper articles actually but one of them was called a nightmare that could kill so what you're saying is how i said i didn't want to go to sleep tonight because i didn't want to spontaneously combust after drinking booze i'm now, gonna add one more reason to that. <laughs> i'm really not gonna want to go to sleep <laughs> although you are slightly safe because this mostly involves men and i'll explain why in a second <laughs> there is one woman case that i know of that came from this research but uh, the article was about 18 southeast asian refugees that fled to america to escape a communist dictatorship that was killing its own people. I'm paraphrased, of course, that's a much longer story that I was originally going to cover, but I realized that was going to sidetrack me a whole lot. So that's the basic gist of it. The interesting thing is when they got to America, all 18 of them died. And they died 
in their sleep. Hell to the no, no, no. Now, the official explanation to this was referred to as probable cardiac arrhythmia. But the underlying explanation that they kind of kept hush-hush from the papers is what's referred to as Oriental Nightmare Death Syndrome, or known today as Sudden Unexpected Death Syndrome, which affects about 43 out of every 100,000 Filipinos. A gavolt! No! I mean, that's not a huge number, but it's still Pretty a dang number. High yeah. Considering, like, I mean, if that many people are just spontaneously <laughs> dying in their sleep, I, like you say, oh, only forty-three out of a hundred thousand. But if you're talking millions and millions of people, like thousands of people are dying per year, and just spontaneously while they're sleeping, that's insane. And that's not like you know when you think like, oh, well, Grandma went peacefully in her sleep. That's yeah, like, no. They had a life going Nothing on. Nothing was wrong and... with them. They weren't like having, yeah. you know, medical issues prior to this. I mean, we all like it's a very, very scary thing to think about. But yeah, these guys are just like living their lives, doing their thing, go to sleep. And then that's it. Like, it's nuts. However, uh, in the Hmong, I think that's how it's pronounced. It's H-M-O-N-G, Hmong culture. They have an explanation to this syndrome that is called Dab Suam, which is a spirit that takes on the form of jealous woman and kills men in their sleep. Oh, hell yeah. It's like an episode of Snapped, guys. In the Philippines, they also refer to this syndrome as, or the spirit, I should say, the spirit is Batabat. Or bangungat, which means literally it translates to nightmare in English. <laughs> All right. So they believe so strongly in this spirit that some men actually dress as women before they go to bed so as not to, or so as to fool the spirits into thinking that they're women and they don't get killed in their sleep. You better hope that that isn't a lesbian spirit (laughs) coming after you. That explains, (laughs) because of the 18 refugees that came to America, one of them was a female, which was part of the interesting aspect to this whole thing happening. And by the way, you're talking out of 100,000 people, you know, 43-ish die. But the chances of 18 of them all being together and all, all coming in the to the same country. spot. And like, I mean, maybe, oh, it is a lot like Wes Craven's film because. Big time. I mean, you, you talk about mass hysteria. Uh, see, or, yeah, no, that, or. That could be the case. You know, mass hysteria or they all were being followed by said spirit or entity trying to come after them holy crap and this was the actual conversation that i wanted to kind of spark up from this if you think about it from a scientific perspective there is first of all a very small chance that even if scientists could like somehow figure out that there is a spirit in the dream world killing people in their sleep there's literally no way they're going to come out and tell us that publicly. Like, that's just not going to happen. Oh, no. No. 
But that's assuming they could even figure it out. There's no There's way. no survivors to even tell you. Well, okay, so, I mean, well, we'll get to that in a second. There's not, it's, I mean, technically there are survivors. Because, no, I mean of the 18. Right. Of the people who die, there's no survivors. So you don't know. But I hope. oftentimes <laughs> these people, there was another article that uh, Wes Craven was reading about. It was about a young boy who also came to America. I believe it was to escape the same uh, group of communist dictators. But in this case, the family stayed alive and the, and the boy died. And he was telling them repeatedly that I, he was having these horrible nightmares and that this thing in his nightmare was chasing him. And he believed very strongly that if that thing were to catch him, that he would die. And all the adults were like, no, it's just a nightmare. You're fine. Blah, blah, blah. And he actually, they found coffee pots filled with coffee in his closet that he was drinking copious amounts of to try to stay up night after night after night, eventually falling asleep. His parents heard screams in the middle of the night. They ran into the room and he had died in the middle of, you know, like screaming in his sleep. It was nuts. But the the chances of these 18 people like all being together. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. So the point is there are like survivors in, in the spec, like they claim that this thing is chasing them. They claim that if they, you know, for whatever reason, don't escape that it'll kill them. But there's no way to correlate that with the people like you said that are dead because they didn't survive. So they can't tell you what killed them. Right. And then, so and we don't know what they're dreaming. of. How did the 18 refugees get here to uh, America? Did they say like boat I swimming? They did. Um, the, I yeah. mean, it's the Philippines. It's, it's a good hike from there to here. There were, uh, what do you call them? Like Christian groups that were going out and like saving them and like bringing them back here. Okay. I didn't know if they were like so sleep deprived that their body just like shut down when they got a chance to sleep because the effects of sleep deprivation can be tremendous. Right. And I mean, ultimately there are potentially other explanations to why these 18 people could have died. Without a doubt. The problem is, like, that just led me to the further research about this syndrome that actually exists, where they actually mention these 18 survivors, well, temporary survivors, <laughs> the refugee escapees that came to America. They actually reference that group of individuals in the medical journal that talks about this, uh, what is it, disease or disorder or whatever it is. It's also interesting that it affects cultures that are distinctly genetically different. Um, they, again, they don't know why, but the Hmong and the Philippines, like these guys think they actually know what's causing it. They have essentially formed their own solution to the problem. And there's no way of knowing whether or not they're right. It's crazy. I can't even imagine. It's like real life scary movie right there. It is absolutely a real life scary movie and brought to life by Wes Craven in the form of Nightmare on Elm Street, which once again is one of my favorite. It is such a good movie. Horror franchises out there. It is absolutely incredible. But. I'm not saying, you know, the scientists. wouldn't necessarily tell us or couldn't tell us or whatever like i don't think they would but ultimately I, I don't know that there's a way to actually figure out what causes it period no that's 
kind of like, you know, how we were talking before about decapitation. You you can study whether or not there's brain activity, but there's not a whole lot of people out there who are like, cut my head off. I want to know how long my brain activity goes for. So, I mean, it's just a hard thing to study. Just like spontaneous human combustion, actually. You can't really study it because it's spontaneous. Yeah, and you just touched on something that was pretty cool. I don't know if we remember if we mentioned that in one of the episodes that got aired or not, but there is some scientific research out there that is suggesting people, there's like brain wave, brain wave activity that continues to exist long after the physical body dies. No, I'm pretty sure we did touch on this when you in were the talking. Episode? Not today. No, I know. I'm saying a previous episode. A previous episode, yeah, because you were talking about uh, um, one of your philosophical conundrums. Oh, that is right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We and touched then, that on, on another episode. And how too, that... the time can just seem to go longer and longer because as our life is short as a baby and things seem forever and it gets shorter and shorter as we go through. Yeah. As our time gets shorter, I would imagine. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. And speaking of episodes, we are still in the process of putting together our ghost hunting episode that we told you guys about. It's going to be awesome. It is absolutely going to be awesome. We There's almost a, a rushed it. a lot of work involved between bringing in uh, interviews. We want to let the Ghost Society listen to it. Give us a good thumbs up because, you know, we are going on the whole thing with them so and the other thing that we're waiting for is the rest of the footage we have no idea we know some of the stuff that we saw first and we've received that footage and we cannot wait to share it with you guys we actually recorded the episode and almost just put it out there while you know while we were still waiting for that other stuff to come and then we realized like no we got to put it all together we got to make a great episode for you guys hence our last minute live episode because we we really just we didn't want to rush it we wanted to put all the good stuff in there we are super anxious to get it out to you though but we don't want to do it you guys a disservice by just like slapping it together and throw it out there so it is going to come it's going to be a great episode and i mean quite frankly like you guys are legitimately going to be blown away if you're even slightly open-minded to things like the supernatural which I'm so excited to tell you, you about it because it's been hard not to tell the people that I actually know. Right. Yeah. All of the details. <laughs> I'm like bursting We're with excitement. Uh, so excited to hear what happens. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. So, I mean, it is uh, what actually happens. I mean, even the skeptics, because I've had a few kind of respond through, through the Facebook and social media and messaging that they're like, well, I mean, do you think you're going to be able to convince me that ghosts are real? Not necessarily. I, I don't think that if you're a full-blown, like, hardened skeptic. Oh, no. no, You're, you're not going to take a skeptic and have him listen to two minutes on a podcast and be like, I totally get it. Right. And then, the, like, there's the people, I mean, I, I always kind of throw this one out there. If you literally were standing around 20 other people and a figure like manifested itself fully in front of all of you and just was like, I am here and I am a ghost and I'm here to haunt you all. At that moment, I think all 20 people would be sharing stories about it. They'd be really excited about the fact that that just happened. Some would be really freaked out. Some would be intellectually like curious what just happened. 
And then a few days would go by and the, the hardened skeptics would really start to just look for anything that even res- remotely resembles an explanation. And they're going to just cling to that. And they're really going to ignore their own memory and kind of distort it in such a way that they can explain it away. Like, Oh yeah. Uh, I've had like in-depth experiences with some people. And then years later when I'm talking about it, they're like, Oh yeah, I remember that. But I think it was just because we were young and we were, you know, imagining things and whatever, and they write it off. And you know what? Mm-mm, I'm holding on to that shit. Oh my God. Speaking of experiences, I'm glad I just remembered this. Cause we have just enough time left in this episode to share our most recent experience that we've been having we went to the thrift store about three weeks four weeks ago oh shit so we're walking through the uh, we haven't talked about this yet no we were going to in one of the episodes that we did not end up airing so we're we're going through the thrift store and we are just kind of like hanging out looking at little knickknack here knickknack there we were killing some time it was a nice day we were riding the bike and I got a feeling like and a I get, strong feeling. Yeah. I did not want to be where I was in this thrift store automatically. It's a weird feeling. I explain it as my hands get heavy and they tingle. And this was along and a particular wall in the back of the thrift store. I was just uncomfortable, edgy. I wanted to move on. She's moving through the store and I'm dragging her back to where she was. And I was like, wait, hold on a second here. Find whatever is the root of this. Like you got to track it down. and find there, it. there was no way to do that though, because he just kept handing me a bunch of shit. And I, there's, well, she says that, but so... I think I actually found it. We'll get, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, but I was overwhelmed with this, this feeling that I just needed to get out of this particular section of this antique store, which so, it, it's hard. I'm using her as like my beacon. ghost hunting beacon. There you go, like the tool. And I, I'm like bringing her along these different objects and I'm looking for something that kind of stands out. I'm also, oh, I don't know what you refer to, like a sensitive, so to speak, like, but I don't have the same types of experiences that some other people have. I'm drawn to this kind of stuff, but anywho, I'm bringing her along. I'm looking for like to narrow down the source and I'm picking up objects, hoping to get some sort of reaction. And then I find this one object and it is a little, uh, I don't know what, like it's a bell, but it's a kind that like long stem and then like a gold, like a gold long stem with a bell at the bottom. And I'm like, I think this is it. And I hand it to her and she's like, I don't even know. Like, I just have it over here, like completely. And I'm like, no, I think this is it. So I decide like I'm buying this thing. Cause, cause why not bring a haunted ass thing into our house? Cause yeah, I love ghosts and uh, I'm intrigued by them. So I'm interested. So anyway, your sister's going to kill you tomorrow when she hears this. Oh yeah. So we're going through the store. We're like hung out a little bit longer. That was the only area where she was really feeling uncomfortable. We actually ended up going up to the front counter and we, we give them the item to hold. And I was actually trying to figure out if they knew where the item came from, because I had a full story for this object instantly appear in my mind. I'm going to tell you the story of it, but I'm going to preface it by saying I have absolutely no way to confirm whether or not this story is true. So for all intent and purposes, I made it up. 
but I, I don't know where it came from aside from the fact that I do have kind of a crazy creative mind, but I just instantly knew that this bell was owned by an older lady and an older husband that the wife was passing away and she kept the bell by the side of the bed and she would ring it to get help from her husband, whether she was thirsty and wanted some water or she was hungry or as she continued to, you know, digress. Is that the right word? Uh, yeah, I know digress. Yeah. Uh, she would, you know, just whatever, like wipe her mouth with a sponge. Like sad story, right? But like this whole story just came to my mind and I was like, man, I would love to know if that story is true. So I was trying to figure it out from the people who worked there, but they had no idea where the bell came from. So they said they would ask the owner of the bell and they would get back to me if they could find an answer, but they never called. So all of that being said, we bring the bell home. Put it on our beautiful shelf next to Medusa. Our naked Medusa. Which we got from our awesome neighbor who passed away. But he had the craziest, awesomest collection of stuff because he traveled the whole world and we ended up with his Medusa and so quite a few other little things he'd given us as gifts. But uh, yeah, so we said the bell there. I got I don't know if this thing's going to automatically cut off at an hour or not, but um, we pretty much forget all about it. This was about four weeks ago, I think, that we bought the bell and then set it up. We're like, oh, it's probably going to go off in the middle of the night or whatever and we're going to catch it on the camera because we got uh you know 360 degree camera throughout the house and we're like pretty excited that maybe we'll catch something happening with this well about i want to say two weeks ago now yeah i wake up in the middle of the night because our small dog java the yorkie he gets off the bed and if you don't immediately react, he will pee somewhere. So you have to wake up and quick take him outside. He means I wake up really quickly in the middle of the night. Usually, because I, if I wake up once I'm up, I'm up. But anyway, I, I jump up because he's running around on the floor and I'm like, oh, crap, he's going to pee on something. So I get down, I'm looking for him, and then I look up on the bed and both dogs are sound asleep. And I'm like, that is so bizarre. Then it happens again and then it happens again all in the same night. And... I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I, I couldn't wait. So she wakes up way earlier than I do. And she's already at work. And I'm like, can't wait to tell her this story when I talk to her on lunch or when she gets home or whatever. And I go to tell her the story. And like mid-sentence, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, the bell. Is it the bell? Is it going off and, and waking us up and making us think? So then like a week ago, I had the same experience. I actually climbed out of bed two, three in the morning. Dogs, get in the bed. Because all I can hear is their jingle of their collar. And I look back and both dogs are looking at me from the bed asleep. Well, now they're awake. Like, idiot, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm just going to go to sleep. Not even think about it. It's cool. It's cool, bro. It's cool. That happened two times in one night. Both times, our security camera was down. Yes. Oh, so the kids randomly unplug our security camera when they want to plug in their phones or their laptops, despite us telling them not to. Elizabeth, our oldest, actually moved out. So, like, the chances of this happening were slim to none. She came over that day, plugged in, sat Mm -hmm. on the couch, and unplugged the camera. So, (laughs) both times that this has happened, the camera has been unplugged. So, we don't get to know if the bell is actually going off or not. 
Or maybe that's why the bell is going off those nights because it knows it won't because, be recorded. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, got, uh, uh, all right. Okay. Cool. We didn't know if that was going to like <laughs> automatically cut us off in an hour. We said that the episode was an hour long. So, <laughs> we were both staring at the counter like, are we going to get cut off here? We wanted to at least finish that sentence. We are going to wrap up the episode. Um, make sure, I mean, if you guys are not already listening to us or following us on Facebook, or instagram it's spirits oddities and mysteries follow us on twitter and tweet at us yo at spirits with an s oddity and uh if you want to email us a spooky story a true crime thing that's happened to you uh a shout out of hey what's going on we would love to hear from you and that's spirits oddities and mysteries at gmail.com and if you guys are excited about our ghost hunting adventures, if you want to experience us opening a box, a, a mystery box Dark from the web. dark web. Ugh, I'd prefer you to support the ghost hunting. I would definitely prefer you guys to do the mystery box. <laughs> I cannot wait to open one of those. And I'm, we're going to videotape it. We're going to record it. We're going to take pictures. There's going to be a plethora of data and information and you know stuff to watch and listen to it's going to be a lot of fun but to support us for these types of endeavors or if you just want to support the show in general become a samsonite become a samsonite on patreon uh it's patreon.com slash spirits oddities and mysteries or just go to patreon and, and search us or just go to our facebook group and click the link hey also, just join our Facebook group because we got a lot of fun stuff there. And yeah, if you guys are already on our Facebook group or if you are uh, thinking about joining the group, come join us and, and share pictures, share memes, have conversations. We want to talk about the stuff that we cover on the show, have great conversations about it, You know, dig deeper on topics. If you want to hear us cover a topic, let us know. Suggest That's what it's up there it. for. Tell me, I want to know what you want to hear. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Now we're going to get sued. I mean, I don't think my voice is that good, but thanks for the compliment. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this is also going to be up live and not live, but up as a regular episode to listen to later. So if, whether you're listening live, Lucky and Machine Dreams. Or whether you're listening. Thanks, guys. 